From Thrivalist, this is the So The Not Sorry podcast with your host, Georgie Irvine. As a leading destination to change your relationship with alcohol in an empowered way, Thrivalist will help you free yourself from the alcohol trap and craft a life so beautiful you no longer want to drink. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Sober Not Sorry podcast. In today's episode, I sat down with Demi Green. Demi has a Bachelor of Health Science in Naturopathy and aims to educate and inspire as many women as possible to live their best, healthiest and happiest lives. Demi and I chat all things alcohol, discussing its effects on our gut health and the connection it has to our brain health, moods and hormones. Demi always explains things so simply, empowering us to take back control of our physical, emotional and mental health. I can't wait to share this interview with you all. Having me. I've been looking forward to this chat. Obviously, you and I um, spend a little bit of time together and chat a lot about everything. Um, We both look at life very much the same, bringing it back to basics and making it simple to live a beautiful, healthy life. So thanks so much for coming on. I'm just going to do a little introduction um, about you so everyone knows what you're all about. And then I'm just going to throw you under the bus and chuck some really cool questions at you. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, so Demi has a Bachelor of Health Science in Naturopathy. She aims to educate and inspire as many people as possible to live their best, healthiest and happiest lives. She has a unique approach to naturopathy focusing on keeping things simple, providing individualised treatment plans and herbal blends specific to her clients' needs. She treats a wide range of conditions but is passionate about gut health. She loves working with women, balancing hormones and empowering them to take control of their cycles. So I'm beyond excited to have Demi here and share her knowledge with you all. I went to Demi um, feeling a bit flat a couple of years ago. And the best thing I loved about Demi is I did not walk out of her beautiful um, shop and she hadn't prescribed me a thing. She didn't try to sell me one thing um, and that's where I built my trust really quickly up with Demi because she was able to just empower empower me to make a few little tweaks in my diet um, to enhance my well-being um, and I have a huge respect for someone um, like that and Demi is that girl. So I would just, yeah, re- that's where I sort of found that real connection with Demi um, and wanted to work a bit closer with her. So yeah, she's a pretty cool chick. So let's dive into it. So Demi, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your path to becoming a naturopath? Okay, my path to becoming a naturopath kind of aligns with what you were just saying. I was really looking at studying nutrition. I knew that I wanted to do something along like the health sort of line, but I really didn't understand where that was going to go for me. I yeah, so I was looking at nutrition at just um, standard universities and I was like, really doesn't align with my values. It was very much like pyramid structure. Like, I don't know if you remember like the food pyramid and it was like, everybody must eat this diet and that's like the idea of health. And I just couldn't comprehend that that was what everybody needed, like such a structured thing that suited everybody. So it really didn't sit right with me, but I was like, I don't know any other options. And then my auntie said to me one evening, she was like, you should be a naturopath. And I had never heard of a naturopath. I was like, what is that? And she was like, when you go home, Google it. 
So I went home and I got on Google and I was like, what is a naturopath? And it come up and it was just like holistic healthcare, you know, looking at the whole body. Um, and it was like diet, lifestyle, herbs, like it was like the whole package. And I just remember sitting there and reading that and I was like, this is what I want to do. So then I just started Googling like how to become a naturopath and I found Endeavor. Um, and then we went, I was already booked in to do the tertiary trips. This was like year 12, like halfway through year 12. And um, we were already booked in to do the tertiary trips. And I was like, I don't want to go to uni. Like I don't want to go to the mainstream unis. So I booked myself a meeting at Endeavor and I went and met them while everyone went out, went off to Adelaide Uni or something. And I just remember leaving that appointment being like, this is where I'm meant to be. So from there, I went, studied, and um, it's been amazing. So good when you say you just know that that was where you're meant to be. And I think that shines through with you and your work, Demi, because that's how, you know, whenever I chat to you, always work away, walk away and just know that you have so much care and that comes from that place of just knowing that that's what you're meant to do and you just have such a huge passion for helping women. Um, which is just, you know, we all need that. We all need to be brought back to basics and and to be guided through um, all the information that is out there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's so much information out there. You need someone to decipher it for you. Exactly. So, Demi, what's your biggest concern for women who are drinking excessive amounts of alcohol and the effects it has on our gut health? Oh, my goodness. Um, so many things. Gut health is like the center of our health. It is like the control center and it affects pretty much every aspect of our body. Um, let me start from the very top. If we think from like mouth down, we, well, maybe not mouth down, but if we start in like our stomachs, number one, alcohol depletes your stomach acid which then that comes with its whole world of problems as well because you have low stomach acid. You're not being able to break down the food that you're consuming. So if you get after eating that pressure in the top of your stomach, that sort of bloating discomfort, that's generally because you don't have enough stomach acid and your food's sitting in your stomach too long and making you uncomfortable. Then it moves down into your small intestine and, again, it's still sort of partially digested and it can be very uncomfortable going down. Then once it gets into our small intestine and it's not fully digested, that's where majority of our nutrient absorption happens. So then we're not absorbing the nutrients that we require from our food. Plus low stomach acid in our small intestine can then leave space for bacterial overgrowths. And then you end up with things like SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And that can cause a whole lot of discomfort as well. So, on top of that, alcohol causes a lot of inflammation in our digestive systems. So again, nutrient absorption becomes an issue. Inflamed digestion can lead to food intolerances or allergies to certain things. Um, so you really do not want an inflamed digestive system and alcohol is a major contributor to that. Um, then if you get into your large bowel, this is where your gut microbiome is. Um, lots of new research coming out in gut microbiome. So you may have heard of like probiotics or gut bacteria, um, but alcohol strips those and it strips all of our good ones while also feeding bad ones. So it takes away all the good ones and allows space for opportunistic bacteria to grow. So if I can give you a visual, imagine like a football stadium 
and all the seats are filled. And what happens is something comes through and wipes out half of the crowd. So they all get up and leave and it allows space for bad bacteria that's naturally occurring in our gut. Like it's not a problem for it to be there, but it's a problem for it to be there in really large quantities. So once the alcohol's wiped out all the good stuff, it's also feeding the other stuff to grow and populate and it fills up the rest of the football stadium. And now you have bacterial overgrowths, which can cause an array of different things, but lots and lots of digestive issues, lots of skin issues um, in children, lots of behavioral issues, but also in adults, like anxiety, depression, like all of these things can be caused by an imbalance in our microbiome. So yeah, I think just so many different aspects. Yeah, well, that's a pretty good reason just to don't go for the booze. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And I think we're all sit here as women that, you know, have had to change our own relationship with alcohol and realise what it was causing to our bodies. Um, and once we get out of that trap, it is so exciting to go hear you speak like that and go, hey, I don't do that to myself anymore. Um, yeah. It's really quite empowering. I think sometimes too you have to actually give it up to realise the effects it was having because it can be very easy to get sucked into this trap of always feeling a certain way that you don't actually realise what good health could feel like. I know a lot of women who have digestive discomforts but they think that they're normal. Like they've had them for so many years that it just goes unrecognized. They're just like, well, that's just what it is for me. And it's not until we work on their health and we work at removing things and correcting things that they then come back and they're like, all of these things have gone away that I didn't even realize were a problem. Because you really have to, like it's hard to know what good health feels like if you've never been really healthy. Yeah, that is so, so true. And I think once we get into the place of sobriety, and we realize how crappy we were feeling, we want to continually feel better. And that's the beauty about it. It just unfolds this, yeah, um, yeah this beautiful new path that you want to um, experiment with and start to just feel really healthy and really strong, both physically and mentally. And touching on the mental, Demi, I'd really love you to chat about the connection between our gut health and our mental health. Mm. This is huge. There is a thing called your gut-brain axis, which is essentially where your brain communicates to your gut, but your gut also communicates to your brain. And for a long time, we thought it was our brain always communicating to our gut, but now we know that it's actually our gut having the ability to talk to our brain as well. So that can affect, um, like I was saying, with the bacterial imbalances and it can affect like anxiety, depression and these like sort of mood disorders. Um, So the gut microbiome have the ability to produce neurotransmitters. So in our large intestine, all those good gut bugs, they can produce these um, neurotransmitters, which a neurotransmitter is like a chemical messenger. It's like your serotonin and your adrenaline and those things that you've probably maybe heard of before. Um, So essentially, if your gut is super inflamed, it can send off adrenaline and put you in that fight or flight situation where if it's all happy, you're going to be happy because it's going to be producing serotonin. So um, yeah, that also um, cortisol stress increases our cortisol or cortisol is our stress hormone. And that is generally produced not in our gut, but it can have effects 
on our gut. So it can affect epithelial cells, it can affect smooth muscles, and that sort of um, mucosal like digestive lining. Have you heard of um, like a nervous poo? Like you go to do public speaking or yeah, something makes you a bit nervous and you have to run off to the toilet. That is our cortisol affecting our smooth muscles and making us poo, which is really interesting. But you can see that direct link between our gut and our brain. Um, so yeah, if your gut is not happy, it's going to make you edgy and it's going to make you a bit short tempered, a bit anxious, like all of these things, um, come from our gut, um, which is funny because it used to be, well, it still is a saying, I guess that, um, you know, I felt it in my gut, like, you know, that gut feeling that you get. And it was always sort of like looked over, like it was a joke, but it generally is a thing. Like you should always listen to your gut because it knows best. Yeah, wow. And it obviously goes to show that if we're choosing to put alcohol into our body, it is going to upset our gut. Therefore, it is going to upset our mind. And I know for me, towards the end of, um, you know, my own struggles with alcohol, I was finding that I was feeling physically unhappy. And then I really started to struggle mentally. And I can tell you that momentum of struggling mentally continued to build so quickly as soon as I started to get alcohol out of my life and look at looking after myself, my mental health improved out of this world. Um, for me, I never had anxiety and I never had depression. I really need to let everyone know that. But I was having depressive thoughts and anxious feelings. And as soon as I took that alcohol out, they were so much better. Um, and that is just the connection between putting that alcohol that goes into our gut and it does upset our mind. So there is, you know, so much hope for those that are struggling mentally to go, well, I can take that out. And it helps us physically and mentally. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we look, overlook the physical signs that it's impacting your body because sort of like I was saying before, have a constant or it could be like a gradual change in your digestive system that is unnoted and we kind of overlook all these physical symptoms until they escalate into this huge mental issue where you're like I am not okay and then you go back and look at it and realize that maybe if you corrected things and removed the alcohol and other lifestyle issues that were contributing to these gut problems that all those mental things go away. Yeah. Yeah. Which means we hold the power. A lot of the time we do hold mm -hmm. the power within and what we are putting yep. into our bodies. Um, and that is so empowering. Um, and that's what I love about your work is that's what you do. You empower us to make the right decisions. You give us information, empower us to make those decisions, but it then is up to us to actually make those choices each time. But with that information, with that education, I know we can make better choices because it is within us and we just have to believe that. And that's what I love so much about this space is just empowering, making people believe and then, you know, watch what unfolds from there. That's it. You have the ability to do anything that you want to do. You just have to be in the right mindset to actually make it happen. And I think education is super important to that because people need a why. You know, it's very easy for me to sit here and be like, give up alcohol. But if you don't actually know how that's affecting your body, you're like, well, why would I do that? I really like alcohol. Like, um, so yeah, that's what I love about my job is really educating people so that they're informed to make good choices. Because at the end of the day, we all want what's best for us. It's just knowing what's best for us is super important to give you that drive. 
Yeah. And with alcohol, we are led to believe that it's okay. It's always put on a pedestal and it's always been told to us that it is okay. And it's something that is on every single corner that we can purchase. Therefore, sometimes we do need that education around it for an understanding of how it really does affect us. Because unfortunately, we have to look really hard to understand how it does affect us, because we're always consumed with how good it is for us and how much fun it is for us. When realistically, when you get to the depth of it, it is far from that. It just affects our physical and mental health. Um, And yeah, education is just power, Demi. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it's like the most socially accepted drug. Like it's just mind-boggling, but there is such a drinking culture, especially in Australia, um, that we really need to change the education around it. Um, Yeah, like you said, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Demi, can you explain to us how alcohol consumption can affect our hormones? Yeah. Um, Oh, in so many ways, alcohol... um, impairs liver function, which I can't believe I haven't mentioned the effect it has on your liver and the effect that has on your body. But essentially your liver processes everything, including your hormones. So it impairs hormone function because your body's not able to produce and clear hormones because it's busy clearing the alcohol. Um, And that can cause so many different things um like alcohol increases cortisol like i was saying before cortisol affects your gut microbiome well your gut lining and all of that so there's a huge huge effects on your body and kind of in every area so like women's hormones but also stress hormones nervous system like not just the basis because liver function is everything um affects insulin function as well Uh, So insulin is like glucose. So it affects our blood glucose, which will affect our um, energy. Lots of people that have been chronic alcohol drinkers end up with insulin resistance, which is essentially when our insulin isn't working efficiently to get into our, um, to get the glucose into our cells. So muscles actually can't use it. So you end up with really high blood glucose, but no energy. Glucose is like a main fuel for your body. So it's just all floating around in your blood instead of actually getting it into your cells to use as energy for your muscles. Um, But then also like if we go into women hormones, which I think a lot of your following is like menopausal aged women, um, which are already struggling with low estrogen or sort of that imbalance in hormones and that drop in progesterone and this sort of crazy um, estrogen. Anyway, alcohol reduces your estrogen. So on top of that, it's going to worsen your menopausal symptoms like hot flushes and um, the the mood things and the irritability and the irregular bleeds and all of that, the really heavy bleeds, all the menopausal symptoms you can think of. Alcohol is going to escalate that. Um, but then if we flip it and look at the other way, like estrogen excess is such a huge problem today, especially in more like um, teenage, more like childbearing age, back the age bracket. Um, if your liver is compromised and it's struggling, you're going to end up with more estrogens because it's not being able to clear that excess estrogen and you end up with estrogen dominance and that causes um like all the cramping and the breast tenderness um that women get a lot of like pcos and endometriosis and all of these conditions um are caused from estrogen dominance 
Um, and then also fertility. That's a huge, huge thing, alcohol and fertility. And I think that's totally overlooked. People think once they fall pregnant, they should stop drinking. But really the impact that that has um, in conception is huge because it is um, causes so much oxidative damage. It causes um, low quality eggs and also for men it reduces sperm quality as well. So um, yeah, our hormones and alcohol, it just never ends. Yeah. Yeah. And sleep, Demi, can we touch on sleep? Um, because oh. I just love a good night's sleep. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I crave it. And alcohol took that away from me for too many years. And now I do everything I can to get that good night's sleep. So I'd really love you to share a little bit around sleep, hormones, alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sleep. Well, again, with the cortisol it increases cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So especially if we're having alcohol, in the evening or before bed, that's increasing your cortisol and it's so hard to get off to sleep. Plus a lot of our detoxification happens while we're sleeping. And if we're really working hard at detoxing that alcohol, we're not getting a good restful night's sleep because our body is too busy. It's like eating a large meal right before bedtime, similar sort of thing. Your body's working on the wrong things when it should be working on restoring you for the next day. So it does have a huge impact on sleep as well. Plus it's a stimulant and a depressant. So that really confuses your system as well, kind of gets you a bit wired and then puts you off to sleep. And you think that you're having a really deep sleep, but you're just not. Yeah, we can all relate to that one, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, so really, you know, we put it into our body and it affects every single aspect. And I know with sleep, looking back, I think no wonder I couldn't sleep. You know, no wonder I was awake at 2am. You put that in your system. As you said, you feel like you're having a really good sleep, but your body is working so hard to eliminate this substance from, from it that mm -hmm. it therefore can't do what it's supposed to do and help your body rest. And I think that's why we wake so exhausted and so tired because our bodies haven't rested. Our cells haven't had a chance to do their job while we're, you know, at rest um, and therefore leads into such a, a day with low energy and fatigue. And we just literally drag our butt through the day. Yeah. And then it's like that vicious cycle where then you need to reach for the alcohol to give you that boost, you know, to give you that pick me up again and make you feel like you're coping. But then it's just like this vicious cycle where then you go back to bed and you're struggling to rest and um, your nervous system is so heightened because of the alcohol that you feel like you need a glass of wine or a drink to unwind at the end of the day. And all it's doing is winding you up. It just gives you that initial hit that makes you feel relaxed. But in the long run, it's actually making you more stressed. Yeah. Yeah. That is so valuable right there because we do, or a lot of women do lean into it because they are stressed and they think it's going to alleviate that. Um, and we do know it doesn't, it may for like maybe 20 minutes if you're lucky and then your body yeah. and your mind just goes into just overload Overdrive. and you're yeah. on and you know, it just upsets everything else in our life. So mm -hmm. really, really valuable. Demi, can you share some information about NAC and explain how this may support us in early sobriety? And the reason I say NAC is because I'm going to let you actually pronounce that. I'm not even going to try to. Yeah, N-acetylcysteine. It's an amino acid that is has a lot of research behind it in addiction and um, actually helping to reduce 
cravings um, in the studies that shows to reduce relapse as well. So that um, falling back onto it while reducing your cravings. But my favorite thing about NAC is that it is an antioxidant and a really potent, powerful antioxidant. So while you are um, trying to give up alcohol, it can start to repair the damage that alcohol has done. And it starts to repair that oxidative stress that alcohol has put on your body. So it's really, really nice. Um, Plus two, it's awesome for liver detoxification, which is why it sort of helps sort of move that alcohol through quicker. Um, But yeah, detoxification. So it helps with hormone regulation as well. Use it a lot in um, PCOS because it helps with hormone modulation, but also um, supporting ovulation, which is super important for health. And then also um, that insulin factor that we were talking about before. It really helps on all these different systems of your body. But the main ones um, to help you like get to sobriety quicker would be to reduce those cravings um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried it when I was in the clinic with you, Demi, when we were chatting about this. And I have to try something to be able to say, no, it tastes okay because I'm not a powder girl. I really struggle with mm-hmm. powders. And when I tried this, I said to you, I could actually drink this at one o'clock and it was really enjoyable and I knew it was actually serving my body, not doing the opposite. So hand on heart, it did taste really good. If someone wants to investigate that product with you further, Demi, um, how would they reach out to you? So it is a practitioner-only product, which essentially means that you have to get it through a practitioner. Um, The benefits of this is that you know that it's really, really good quality. Practitioner-only products have really strict regulations, so you know that it's really good quality. And generally, dosage is higher because they're trusting that the practitioner gives you the correct dosage. Um, so yeah, you would need to book an appointment with me. Um, you can do that through calling Nirvana Life and talking to my reception girls. They'll book you in. Otherwise, um, either website, my website or the Nirvana Life website, um, both have links to book appointments with me. Yeah, amazing. And I will pop all of that um, in the show notes and share it within our community as well. Okay, what are three things we could incorporate into our busy lives which will support us in in improving our health and well-being? This is a tough one because there's like so many things that you could be doing, but I'm just going to keep it really simple because that's really all it is. Is It's super simple, like eat good foods, like fuel your body with nourishing plant foods and eat from the rainbow. I know you've found that probably like a million times, but like eat all the colors for gut health. Like diversity is the most important thing and getting like a wide variety of different foods because all those little gut microbiome and those bacteria, they all feed off fiber, but they like different types of fiber, just like you and me have different food preferences. So do they. So getting a really wide variety of fiber. And when I mean fiber, I just mean like plant foods, like anything like fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, grains, like all of them, just getting a wide variety of everything. So number one, fuel your body with good foods. Um, Move your body every single day. Like just move around. You don't have to do like hardcore gym workouts. I do think there's a place for that. Like definitely if you're into that, I love it. But it could be as easy as like walking a lap of 
your block or um, doing a few squats. Like if you realize you've been sitting at your desk all day, just getting up and doing 10 squats or um, a few star jumps or just making sure that throughout your day, whether it's incidental exercise or something that you go out of your way to do, just making sure that you're moving your body. It just has so many benefits Um, to support detoxification as well. Like to get that lymphatic system moving um, is really important. And then my third one, probably just be drink more water, to be honest. Like it's so overlooked. Um, There's so many other drink options out there. Tea doesn't count. Like if you're drinking black tea or coffee and people come and they're like, oh, I drink probably like two glasses of water, but like six cups of tea. And I'm like, it doesn't count. It's it's fluid, but it's not water. It's um, a diuretic. So it makes you wee more. So you're like getting more dehydrated from the tea, but um, just drink more water. Like try and get a minimum of two liters, like ideally three liters a day. Um, there's the symptoms of dehydration are so overlooked, like feeling tired and fatigued and like not detoxing properly is all like dehydration. Headaches, Amazing. Dehydration. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And I knew you were going to say water because I know you very well now. Um, I was waiting for that to come. I thought you were going to have that as number one, but you had I it at number three today. But I think it sounds so you're... easy. It sounds so easy, but like it, it's really hard. And like, honestly, it's something I struggle with, especially with breastfeeding. Like I physically can't consume enough water. I just feel like I'm walking around dehydrated and it has such a huge effect on everything. Yeah. Yeah. And they are three really simple things that we can all do. And that's what I love most about helping women in the health and wellness space is because we are overwhelmed with so much information. There is so many quick fixes, but at the end of the day, if we put take alcohol out, number one for me, put good yeah. food in our body, move our body. And as you said, when we move our body, it doesn't mean joining a gym, spending $700 on a gym membership and going every single day. It means working what lights you up and what you are going to enjoy and want to do most days and get that movement in. And obviously the water and the things that we can do right now, we can, you know, after listening, we can actually walk away and we can incorporate them into our lives right now. So it's just so interesting that at the end of the day, bring it back to simplicity and watch what unfolds for you. Yeah, I have two more points I want to say on that. Um, the first one is like exercise. Like you said, like it's not lighting you up, don't do it. Like don't force yourself to be a runner if you don't like running. You know, like there are so many different ways to move your body that you don't have to force yourself into doing something that you don't like. And if you're going to make lifelong changes and create these habits in your life that are going to bring you to better health, you have to enjoy it. It can't be like a 28-day program where you're going to like do all these workouts and then it gets to the end and you're exhausted and you really didn't enjoy it, so you stop. Like you have to find something that really you enjoy. Yeah. That was the first one. The second thing that I was going to say is it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, I said the $700 gym memberships, like I think it's a big misconception that health is expensive. But when you look at good healthy foods, some of the most healthy foods on the planet cost like a dollar a kilo, like lentils and rice and like beans and then like vegetables. If you can buy vegetables in season or even better grow your own, that is really, really cost effective. Health only gets expensive when you are lashing out on these products that claim to fix you. 
you know, if you delve into the marketing and the health food that, well, not even health food, but health products that are marketed to you, you don't need all that stuff. Like, yes, I prescribe that stuff, but only when people truly, truly need it. And it will be like a short-term thing. Like this is to get you through these hurdles and correct um, like lifelong hormonal imbalances. But once they're correct, as long as you're doing the things to support that, you should be fine. Like then just don't need to be long-term things. And I think if you're going in trying to use products to avoid diet and lifestyle changes, that's where health gets expensive. Yeah, and it also gets expensive down the track because if you don't look after yourself, yeah. that's where it gets expensive. When you know, we're going to see all these, you know, experts and doctors and we're spending money on that when really just bring it back to simplicity. Um, and also what I'd really love to touch on is women that think that, you know, being healthy is expensive. If you are drinking alcohol, have a look at that that's too expensive. and weigh it up and say, do you want to put a little bit more investment into your mind and your body right now, which is going to benefit you long-term, or are you choosing to invest in alcohol that is going to do the absolute opposite and probably cause you more expense in the future? And once again, that is a choice we have. Everything we do, we have options and we have choices um, and really think about that when we are making those choices and saying, what do I actually need right now? And I can promise you, Alcohol is not what you need, but water, healthy food, and some movement is exactly what you need. Absolutely. Doctors are expensive and medication is expensive. So I think invest in your health now. And if that's a few extra dollars to get good, healthy food, um, then do that because you're going to pay for it not only in money down the track, but in your quality of life. Like think about how you want to retire and whether you want to be moving around and um, being able to do things in your retirement or whether you're just going to be in too much pain and spending it going to doctor's appointments to try and take medication. I don't know. Do you, I, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say there. Absolutely. Um, and we do have one life and it's time, I think, just to take control of that life, make better choices, step into your best self and see what unfolds because it really is such a beautiful thing to feel healthy from the inside out. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Demi, for coming onto the podcast today and sharing your knowledge within our beautiful Thrivalist community. It's been an absolute pleasure. You and I could talk for a, a zillion years and I'm we sure we will. <laughs> I'll have you back on a zillion times to cover lots of different things because as you said, there is new things coming in all the time. Um, but if we can just keep it simple, that is the best way. So thank you so much, Demi. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. I feel like we've only just scraped the surface of how these things, like the the questions you asked me are so complex and yet like so simple as well. So I think we could have talked for hours and hours and hours. I hope what I said, it all made sense and um, you can take something away from it. Yep, 100% we can. That's for sure, Demi. So thank you and I will have you back on another time very soon and we'll dive into it even deeper. Awesome. Thanks, Georgie. That's it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you feel called, I would love you to write a review and share this episode with anyone you feel may benefit from it. We'll be back soon with another inspiring episode. Lots of love.
If you're not 100% sure about joining Thrivalist just yet, I'd like to direct you towards some free resources to get you started right away on your sober curious journey. You can head over to our website at www.thrivalistsobriety.com and read our member reviews. When you read about other women's success stories, it serves as a huge inspiration to get you started on your own journey. And if we can do it, so can you. You can also head to the resource section of our website and listen to a free guided inner mentor meditation or calculate how much you'll save by taking a break from drinking. Plus, we've got loads of other free resources for you over there. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and join our free Facebook community. And please reach out anytime you may need some support at info at